Hi, I'm Susan Raff, and welcome to Real Talk. We have a hot topic today, and that is crime in Connecticut. There was an uptick in juvenile crime during the pandemic, and Republicans have been pushing to get tougher penalties. Today, we're going to take a look at some of the numbers. We're also going to talk to someone uh, who was a victim of a stolen car by juveniles uh, who could have been killed. And he's going to share his uh, ideas with us on what happened, not only to him, but maybe uh, what should be done when it comes to juveniles and uh, repeat crime. So we want to welcome Tim Callahan here to our show for Real Talk. Thank you very much. Good morning. How are you? I am doing good. Well, um, this has been a a real talker, this legislative session. And uh, some of the numbers show that in 2019, apparently we saw a very low number of uh, car thefts in our state. But then in 2020, it spiked up significantly. And there, I'm sure there are many who could explain the reasons uh, for that. Uh, but the reality is uh, they went from about 5,900 to over 8,000. And they're dropping off slightly, but the fact is they're there. Now, some uh, and Democrats will say that's not a cause uh, to have a knee-jerk reaction and have tougher penalties. Uh, what, you know, before we get into that, I want people to know what happened to you. Sure. Um, this is back in June. I think it was, I should remember, it was June 13th. It was a Sunday. Uh, I was driving to a friend's house. I think it was around four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. It was a beautiful day. And I'm I'm going down the road at South Main Street in Glastonbury and, uh, and I hear a ruckus behind me. And uh, I'm, you know, I thought somebody got cut off or whatever. But the next thing you know, um, I had a car smash into me uh, on the left side of my uh, my car. Um, unbeknownst to me, there was, uh, I think, five teenagers in a car. Um, and they, this is, I kind of got this from police reports or secondhand news, but they were canvassing a neighborhood to, to, to burglarize, um, something happened where the police were called and they were heading out of that neighborhood. And I happened to be in their path of trying to get out of, of that neighborhood on South main street. Um, and they, like I said, they, they, they really scared the, you know, what out of me, they, they smashed into the left side of my car bounced off me and then just kept going. And then subsequently there was uh, multiple other car crashes and a carjacking and, and it, it was surreal. And, um, you know, and I've talked to legislators about this because obviously it, it basically kind of shook me to my core because I could have uh, either been seriously killed. I'm seriously, I'm sorry, seriously injured or killed sure. maimed or whatever. And, 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 you know, what, what really occurs to me is, I mean, it was a beautiful Sunday and my, one of my worst case scenarios was, which kind of flashed in my mind, there could have been a, a young mother walking her, her child in a stroller on the sidewalk over there. And, and, and that, you know, it's just, this is becoming to be accepted as normal. This isn't normal. This right. could be your mother, your father, your grandkid. You know, and this is, again, I keep preaching on this, but I, I truly believe this. This is not a political issue. This is a, 
a public safety issue. Um, right. And you and I have talked about that before, about, you know, many say it's a property crime uh, and a car is certainly a, an object. But what can happen and the ramifications? I mean, I saw that video of the car crash that you were involved in. Uh, we aired it many times. Uh, first of all, it's amazing that you weren't uh, seriously. Hurt. Well, yeah. So I want to be clear on the car crash. That was a car crash later. I was the first of a series of car crashes. Right. So I think you're referring to the dash cam of the, I don't know if it was a, a class of air police or a state police, but it was, I think, a shot of the of the BMW right. going. And, and I was like, I can't believe that person lived. And the point is, though, that people are, uh, you know, at risk. I remember in Middletown, there were a couple of car thefts and it happened during the day in a in a residential neighborhood where kids play during the day and they speed off and, you know, someone is going to get hurt. And someone did get killed in New Britain. A gentleman was jogging on the street uh, on the on the sidewalk and was hit by a stolen car driven by a teenager who was 17 and had been arrested 13 times. So, So, yeah. So I think that uh, people are concerned. Uh, Someone made a comment to me uh, saying that, you know, car thefts have been going on for a long time in our state and they have. uh, And during the 80s and 90s, we saw a lot more, but mostly in the inner cities and that now all of a sudden this is happening in our suburbs and people are upset. That is so disturbing to hear. Um, inner city, outer city, anybody that's in harm's way, it, it, it's, in my opinion, wrong, and you're infringing on somebody else's rights. I mean, that's taking that issue and politicizing it. That's not addressing the root cause. It's wrong in the inner city, and it's wrong in the suburbs. I, I mean, this is why I keep harping on this is not political. This is a public safety. They put a fence in front of Washington, D.C., in in record time because the politicians were they were going to get hurt well what about us now all of a sudden something happens to them and they can get on this as as fast as they can because it's about them what about their constituents what about us this is not a, a racial issue this is not a political issue this is a public safety issue and, you know, I just it just seems hypocritical that they can move that fast and they have, you know, whether it be in the city or in the suburbs, people are in harm's way. There's no excuse for this. One of the things that I recently learned, uh, Ken Barone, who does uh, like public policy, he collects data for uh, UConn or for the state mostly and had some numbers. And there has been a shift in the past 10 years from car thefts uh, from the inner cities to the suburbs. So that has been happening. But I think that people, I sense from talking to people uh, that, you know, they feel violated. I mean, in your way, you were just driving on the street. But other people who have had their cars broken into, uh, I interviewed a woman who uh, they broke into her house and stole her keys in her kitchen to her car. And she's been victimized twice. And people say, uh, some of the Democrats have said to me, well, you know, if people and police say, if people would just lock up their cars, everything would be fine. But it's still your property and it's your car and someone is going on your property. 
that, it just blows my mind. I, I, um, we had a politician, we were at one of the town hall meetings and he was basically saying, you know, if they come in your driveway, shut your lights and, and kind of hunker down. What, 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 I mean, that is where we're going here. It's like your rights don't mean anything. Uh, they've got this all upside down. Um, and, and that's very disheartening because, again, um, it's about human safety. It's about public safety. It's about, you know, don't make this political. Make this about let's protect our citizens. Hey, politicians, that's why we vote you in. One of your number one goals is public safety. That's what we're looking for your leadership for. So for somebody to say that, especially politicians, start doing your job. Start doing your job. Right. I think that, you know, uh, a number of proposals uh, have been brought out. Um, You know, the governor in his state of the state talked about getting guns off the street. Some of these uh, car thefts have involved weapons. That's an issue. But I think ultimately uh, both sides seem to agree that we need more services clearly and programs for people. But is that enough when you have a repeat offender because they've already established maybe themselves as a career criminal. I I don't know the answer to that, but some feel that there has to be more consequences to prevent this from happening over and over. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's pretty obvious when you have, you know, and um, I'm not a perfect human being, right. I've made mistakes. Um, but when you see it over and over and over and, you know, you're 17, 19 times, um, it's okay. Now it's time to start thinking about everybody else and the ripple effect when this person goes out and re- repeatedly offends and we're, we're sending the signal that no, there are no consequences here. Keep doing what you're doing. Right. And, and the probability of something really horribly going wrong I like in my, you know, for the grace of God, I didn't get killed for something to next time, not to be that lucky. Cause you're right. That was a property damage, but it could have been somebody doesn't have a husband. Somebody doesn't have a father. Somebody, I mean, it, it just, isn't this common sense? And in your case, it was really bizarre because in addition to the stolen vehicle driven by teenagers that had a, you know, a domino effect, if you will, that car, they ended up right, damaged the, the car that they were in, so they couldn't drive it anymore. Then the juveniles, apparently they called an Uber driver. Right. They stole the car from the Uber driver, crashed that vehicle, then ended up in the woods behind Glastonbury High School, where they finally came out of the woods. I mean, it's like a movie, you know, and it's like, you know, and it's and thank God no one uh, was seriously hurt in that, but people have been. And I think that, you know, the next time it could be someone else. So, you know, when you drive in, a, in an area like that, and so you think, okay, well, this is probably so my car is stolen. And then on another side, like, you don't really want your car back after it's been, I interviewed a woman whose car was stolen. It was crashed so bad that uh, all five airbags went off and they burned the carpets inside the car by using crystal meth and they burned the, so, and now the, you know, she doesn't want the car back, but you know, so, I mean, that's on a, I I just, I don't know. I think there's a lot going on here and I think people are frustrated and upset. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people just 
are very frustrated with their politicians because they're not there's a lot of talk going on but not a lot of action and a lot of excuses and again if it happened to their brother mother sister you got to wonder how fast would they move and it shouldn't have to be that it should be pretty much common sense that you know let's all take care of ourselves and let's be safe and you know i i don't I'm not going to get into this philosophy of the the greater good of the world but this one's really a no-brainer this really is right and you can't say okay well this it could have been worse or uh and again it it is a stolen car um and you could say you know well maybe you know the, the numbers are going to go down so maybe we don't have to do anything but in the meantime you know we're you know people are kind of upset and almost desensitized to it because it's That's, like another yeah. car car theft, like another shooting, a mass shooting at a school. I mean, not that they're anywhere near, but I think, you know, until things are done or, you know, there has to be consequences. Yeah. And so that's what I kind of talked about earlier where when you, it's, this is a slippery slope and it was actually said, you know, some of the town meetings we had, um, it gets to be, it's normal. This is normal. This is not normal. This is way divergent from normal and that's you know and i I dare i say i wonder when some of the politicians throw that out well you know it's it happens in the cities so you know we're used to it that's wrong too let's fix that let's also fix that let's not ignore that let's fix it all you know you know i'm not going to get into the defunding the police and all that conversation because i don't want to but i just want like again we put politicians in office. One of their top priorities is public safety. This, I think, is 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 a failure. Right, and, and police is, have their hands tied because of they're not allowed to stop. Uh, there's the other. I mean, a who, speeding a speeding car. So if someone right. is stealing a car, and as soon as they go over the speed limit, that's it. So um, you know their their hands are tied, and I just. Yeah. I know that some, you know, feel that, you know, locking people up is not the answer. And it probably isn't because, I mean, that's kind of closing the door completely. And uh, some are proposing that we have faster court hearings, get people into the system right away to give them some options and and programs to keep them off the street. But in the meantime, uh, you know, people in many neighborhoods have energized. I mean, Glastonbury has uh, started, uh, what is it, uh, Street Safe Connecticut? Safe, street, yeah, safe, safe street. Streets Connecticut. So, yeah. and then that shows how upset they really are. Yeah, I mean, I would, when you see uh, groups like that forming on their own, that means something's not being addressed. Somebody's, in my humble opinion, somebody's not doing their job. That's That's what I see. And, you know, you know, the other thing on... You know, it's not just about let's just lock everybody up. People have, you know, they have issues, whatever they need, social services, all in. Let's get them all the help they need. Um, but let's address the issue and let's contain the issue. All right. And it's not it's not a black and white, you know, throw them in jail. Like, no, of course not. No. People need help. People have issues that, you know, and we get that. We, You know, Taxpayers like me, we want to help people like that. That's why we pay taxes for social service, you know, all in. But at the same time, to turn the blind eye and just kind of, you know, it's kind of being reckless when you keep, you know, somebody has 19 offenses and there they go steal another car. And they're like, you know, I felt like I I was in Grand Theft Auto that, you know, that, that, you know, there's a game out there where they steal cars and drive around, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, this is surreal. 
you know, to see a car swerving around and, you know, it's like, I'm in a, I'm in a, you know, in a game right now on a computer and no, I wasn't, that was my real life. That was the real consequences. So again, and I, you know, nobody's saying it's not a black and white and we want to get people to help, but we want to address the issue and, and it keeps happening over and over that we need to kind of isolate that person. And let's, let's root cause and find out what's going on there. But at the same time, all the other people that might be affected, let's make sure they're okay too. Well, I want to thank you for being on Real Talk and I'll leave people with this. I recently went to, you know, I've gone to boys and girls clubs, uh, the police athletic league uh, has several programs. I went to one in Waterbury and met some really inspiring young people who grew up in inner cities. One uh, young man uh, who was in a gang and was, uh, you know, committing crimes and uh, he turned his life around. Uh, So there is help out there and not everyone. Yes. And those are programs. I mean, now this uh, gentleman, he's 17 years old. He's a high honor student. He's going to college. He's going to run for alderman. So, you know, those are the kind of programs that we need to support. And I know the governor and Democrats and Republicans are all on board with that. But I think the other side of this is that for repeat offenders, those who have, you know, committing crimes over and over, do we need more uh, accountability and consequences for those actions? Yeah, that that young gentleman, I mean, I'd be the first one to give him a standing ovation. And, and if I could help him, I would help him. I, I mean, that gives me chills. It's like, that's exactly where I'd like us to be. That That's that's awesome. Right. We need more of that. Anyway, I want to thank you for joining us on Real Talk. And uh, we'll have to see what the legislature comes up with before the end of the session in May. Hopefully they're listening. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome.